This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go. It's that time of the afternoon. The topics worthy of discussion panel has gathered in the studio. David Wills is a senior vice president of Media Profile. That's a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's David? David is all worked up. He's got that, you know, a pre-long weekend uh, excitement and energy going, and it is a fantastic day for talk radio. Because of there you go. I like it. Uh, pandering just a little yep, bit, but yep, that's yep. okay. Always appreciate it. Peter Sherman in the house, broadcaster, businessman, former PC MPP. How's Peter? He is great. Great to be here, and great to see you, John Oakley. Likewise, uh, as well. And so, Stephen Holiday, rounding out the panel, the Deputy Mayor, Councilor for Ward 2, Etobicoke Centre. Stephen, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Just about done recovering from the ongoings of Council this week. Happy to be with you all here, heading into the long weekend. Well, let me tap into some of the ongoings of Council. First of all, they made the King Street pilot permanent. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. they did. (laughs) Okay, you're uh, one of the few descending voices. Can I ring the bell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's a, <laughs> All right, you're happy you're, anymore. You're, you're chuffed by that. You're right. Uh, it's we always knew it was going to be permanent. You knew that. Yeah, I mean the writing was on the wall. You could see the optimism all throughout, leading right into it. You know that was the thing that I fought about on this. Uh, you know I had trouble with the whole concept, but everyone was so gleeful about all of the great things that uh, they reported on this. And I took the time at council to point out some of the downsides. Some of the downsides were transit wasn't always faster. We weren't totally sure with uh, the growth and ridership. And there's that thing about the businesses and how they suffered. And uh, I was disappointed coming out of council because I tried to propose a compromise, and that was to let the cars through in the evenings and the weekends. Unfortunately, council didn't go for it. They went out for the all uh, 24-7 you know, ban on the through movement. And I guess the scary thing going out of this is everyone was so excited and so quick to implement it I wonder what other streets they're thinking about well, next. Bingo, right there. That I was just got to know if he was one of the three because it was a twenty-two-three vote. He I was most certainly was. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was Michael Ford and Kara Janis, right? Uh, yeah, yep. but there were some other interesting votes in the middle. There was uh, there was my idea about the the um, the hours of the cars. I think I got six votes on that. I tried to let electric cars through. I thought that would be clever. Wow. You know, all the Is that how silly it got down there? It didn't It didn't go too far. And I know Councillor Peruzza tried to allow motorcycles to go through, oh, really? which was an interesting idea. And I, I seem to recall about uh, nine votes supporting that idea, but it didn't make it through. Okay, uh, because I know they voted on uh, a noise ban on motorcycles and the other such. Uh, there are some new noise bylaws, and I think a lot of people are happy about those. Okay. Well, I wondered, you know, sometimes, you know, the throttle or the uh, throaty roar of a, a Harley going down the street when you're out on a patio, uh, you know, yeah. everybody embraces Not that. Not at 3 a.m. No, I know. I get it. Uh, let me ask our, our friend David Wills now. The permanence uh, of this King Street pilot uh, has led itself to inspiring other streets to be done in a similar fashion. And I did hear from TTC Riders, an advocacy group, the other day, and uh, they'd like to see it extended, Queen Street, maybe Lawrence Avenue West, and so on and so forth. You think that uh, should happen in this city? Well, I think we should always be looking at these things. We, We have a problem with congestion. We have a problem moving around. I use the King car. I take it to get down to my from my office to meetings. I take it all the way out uh, to the distillery district. There is no doubt it is a far, far superior uh, experience for riders of, of the streetcar. It moves quicker. It's way more orderly. They come on time. We have to do something in this city, and it can't be all about cars. And I know that people, that's not a popular thing, but we have streetcars sharing the road. King Street works. Um, you know, it's not a right-left thing, so you guys can't go all about the left here. It was 23 to 3. 
including the mayor, whose last name is Tory and is a Tory. Oh. So but let's, David, uh, let's uh, make sure we get all these things. David just validated my point. He said it was a far better experience and things were more on time. But when you dig into the data and you look deep into the report and you look at the table about the headways, and the headways are the gaps between cars. You don't want them too close together and you don't want them too far apart because then you're waiting a long time. The headways actually got worse through the project. And uh, when you question that, well, there's lots of different reasons why. You know, we changed the low-floor streetcars, we modified the, uh, the schedules, and then one has to wonder, you know, what is the reason why the streetcars uh, seem to be perceived as doing better? And it's because a lot was going on through this pilot, and I remain to this day not fully convinced that the change, uh, the removal of the cars from the streets made that much of a difference. They said uh, in the 2.6-kilometer stretch, about 21 seconds on average was the increase or the decrease in travel time. 21 That's... seconds. Now, remember, the re- that's 10 stops is right. the distance. 10 streetcar stops is the length of the pilot on a route that goes right across the, you know, the center of the city that takes, I think, in 180 minutes in total mm-hmm. to travel a streetcar through. And, you know, everyone says, well, there's 84,000 people. There's 84,000 people on the entire streetcar route from my understanding of all of this. And not all of them pass through this entire corridor. So as you parse out all the information that was put out and, uh, you know, announced as wonderful things, you have to question that data. And you know what I did? I put on a pair of rose-colored glasses in council to illustrate my point that sometimes you take these overly optimistic views of all these things and you go along with all the, the fanfare you forget to be critical about it. And, uh, you know, that's the thing we need to do as counselors is always test all of the things that go before us and uh, and be mindful. And, and the implication is, is that this will now spread to other places in the city. And, uh, you know, what is the trade-off? What are we going to gain by doing this? We have to be very, very careful. That's the thing I didn't hear you say, though, is that I went down there and wrote it at different times and I different did. other things. I've got photos even the, of the different times. You know what the photos I probably show? I probably wrote Not, it 50 no difference. times. And it was better every single time. Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it out from Dundas West, and it was a it was a long ride either way. Right. I've never ridden it, but it's harder to get to Fred's not here now. Yeah, well, just you know, saying. Well, we had somebody saying <laughs> harder on to get show, there by car mm-hmm. on this show yesterday. The reason those restaurants are dying is because they're lousy restaurants. Well, I don't know. That he that's had the temerity to suggest that. Uh, I mean. Well, that was outrageous. There are restaurants in there that are not so good, and there are some pretty good restaurants. And I mentioned Fred's not here, and I'll mention Kit Kat, and these are guys who have spoken to us often on the air talking about uh, the foibles of operating. Yep. In the summer when people are uh, meandering through downtown and there are a lot of good shows in town, they do well. And if they change the sidewalk configuration, as they say they're going to do, and create the ability for patios, this might wind up being an okay thing for them. In winter, not so much, because if you're going to park your car a couple of blocks away, which is what you've got to do. Right. You have the option maybe to take that block of, of King Street that you're allowed to ride, drop your passengers off so they don't freeze. Now you go to go park somewhere and walk a couple of blocks and it's minus 20. Remember that? That was two months ago, minus 20. Right. So who wants to do that? So the restaurants are winding and we know that during the pilot project we lost what, four or six? Somewhere in there. 17. Was it 17 in yeah, total? Yeah, and El Carbone mentioned You see, I go to Florida and I lose count. There's another three that's, or four. That's also nonsense that you got to park that far away. There's a paid lot right across the street from KitKat. Yeah, right across it, the street. That's right. If it happens not to be full, it's and I, never and been I have full. Had, well, I'm sorry. I've had the experience that goes the other way. So mm-hmm. I have had to blo- park blocks away. I'm not saying it shouldn't have happened. What I'm saying is it's an interesting that's- experiment that shouldn't necessarily have ended. What people have done is they've taken Richmond and Adelaide, which are one-way streets that uh, that straddle it and that give you an opportunity to move faster. But I can tell you as a re 
a retransplanted now again Torontonian. I came down here today from about St. Clair, and it took me an hour. Right. And and it took me an hour because mm-hmm. people don't negotiate the lights properly. They don't negotiate the bike lanes properly. The whole thing is unenforced. Everybody drives into the middle of an intersection and blocks the oncoming traffic that's perpendicular to it. And and you, you know, at this point, you're going to say, look at us. We've got a King Street pilot project that's permanent. Nonsense. Come up with a plan, not one street. You didn't even mention the pedestrians who decide to go piecemeal across the street. And as you're trying to make a turn, only one car, maybe at best case scenario, actually gets through. Uh, but you know, what really it speaks to, Stephen, you're saying evidence-based uh, is really the way we ought to go here rather than emotionally, and a lot of this was driven by emotion. Well, a lot of emotion and a lot of politics in this. Right, right. And uh, you, my point in all this is you got to look at the details sometimes and unpack it and just not be swept along with the fanfare. And that's the danger in it, right? And, you know, the reverse side of the coin is is a lot of people out in Etobicoke have told me, I don't want to go down that King Street. I, You know, it's just too much trouble to get down there. You know, there are places to park. There are places to shop. But the perception is now out there that it's going to be difficult to navigate. And, and I think that is part of the thing that contributes to, um, you know, the, the, the difficulties that the businesses have, have suffered. So well, I wish there had been a compromise. I wish the message could have gotten out that, you know, during rush hour, we got to change the deal so people can get through. But on the weekend, we still want you down here. And on the evenings, we want you down enjoying the businesses and the theaters. That was my yeah. idea as well, uh, or at least I would uh, concur with what you had to say, your assessment. It's just I wanted to bring it up again because there has been talk already, as you pointed out, uh, of expanding this whole pilot issue. Right in the report. Yeah, well, Dundas, uh, what are they looking at? Dundas College, Queen? Well, uh, you know, you have to wonder. All the east-west streets leading into the city are becoming harder and harder to navigate. You know, that was the big fight I had with the Bloor Street bike lanes. How do you think us out in the west end of the city are feeling when all our choices are being taken away? You know, Bloor Street is blocked up now. It's hard to get down there. It used to be a great way to come into the city. Now King Street has fallen uh, what are we going to have left? So the old city is really, it's all centric about that. Uh, they carry the day. That's what you're basically saying. Well, there's a lot of votes down there on the city council. And the inner and they suburbs. They seem to be making the calls. There you go. Well, David I Rose. don't know. I, I guess I, I'm, what I'm hearing is, you know, that the that 23 were wrong and three were right, that these businesses don't have to change one thing about the way they operate. I tried to book on open table a, a, a reservation at one of those restaurants. None of them are on it. I sent KitKat, and I'll name it out there, to book online, that you get an email back saying they'll let you know within 24 hours whether your reservation's any good. They need to move with the times. They're not doing it. And it, they, those restaurants live and die by whatever show is at that theater. If, they, if it's quiet, that whole street is quiet. So, you know, they like you can't pause the city and progress and people who live there and work there and need to get through there on transit because some restaurants want to operate the way they've always operated. Well, you're being conned. Okay, i got to tell you I'm that. Not being the conned. Other, well, the other day we're trying to book a restaurant. So we call open table. No, nothing doing. So we call the restaurant. No, nothing doing. So we, we happen to be close by. So we walk to the restaurant and there's three tables open and we sit down and eat. So, you know, you, you got to get no, with no, the I'm times bu- with the restaurants. I'm, book- I'm booking a, a, a meeting with a client. I need to know I've got a table. I can't take that chance. Call the restaurant. There's this thing called the phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's work the you way might have heard of it. So, so what you're saying is work the way they phone. want to work, not the way customers want to work. 
Well, I mean, Open table is exploded. Want, that's it's the number one way to book uh, a right. restaurant. Okay, keep your powder dry because I wanted to come back and talk about another city concern here. And uh, Stephen, it's right in your wheelhouse too. I'm sure there's a vote. You're looking at it down there at City Hall. Uh, Sidewalk Labs. You know, they basically want to appropriate half of the portlands of the 600 and some acres. They want about 350 now. The 12 that uh, they've been green lit on, more or less, uh, doesn't seem to be adequate. Let's come back and touch on that too as a topic worthy of discussion for Pizzaville Pound 3636 with our panel: David Wills, Peter Sherman, Steve. Stephen Holiday on the Oakley Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.